Welcome everyone to the Parley. So welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Parlay. We are your hosts. My name is Woody. And I'm Joey. And we are back with another edition of The Parlay. Had a little bit of a layover, but we are back. We're locked in, and we're here for another sit-down, parlay, conversation, whatever you want to call it, about the A7FL Florida and everything that's going on, not only in our division, but across the league as well. Joey, how you been, man? Man, I've been good. It's it's definitely been a while, but I figured, you know, let's not have a guest on. We both agreed on it, so that way we can kind of break down what's been going on. Um, maybe even talk about why we haven't really, you know, shot an episode in a while. Obviously, from, you know, what everyone's been saying, it's because we've been losing. And that's the obvious reason why we haven't shot a podcast. <laughs> So we'll go ahead and we'll dispel that rumor. No, it is not because we've been losing um, that we haven't been able to record a podcast. It's honestly been between guests and, and life, I will say. Um, that's kind of kept us from uh, doing a couple episodes. What about you, man? What do you think? Wait, you're, you're telling me that the A7FL, your life doesn't revolve around it and it, you can devote all your time to it and you don't have like a family responsibility outside of it? Oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all, because, you know, A7FL is life. You know, everything you do, everything you do, breathe, you know, sleep, wake up to is the A7FL, so for sure. Um, Your podcast is absolutely number one, top priority above all else. Absolutely. And, you know, you you had things going on. I was traveling a little bit, and, you know, work life gets in the way. So important thing is that we're back and you know we we do have a lot of content to uh to go over and get caught back up get caught back up with i want to say we got maybe what two weeks of football with another one coming out uh, another football week showing up tomorrow to recap so um let's go back to what is that two well more than two weeks ago that's three weeks ago now um let's start there so three weeks ago would have been what? Would that have been our loss to the Orange? That would be Orlando Ghost versus the Tampa Eight. No, the, the oh. Nightcrawlers, sorry, the Tampa Nightcrawlers. Uh, I was reading something on that. Um, yes, to the Nightcrawlers. Did we go over that game already? Nah, the last game that uh, the last podcast that was dropped was with you and Marcus from the Orange. Yes, that's right after we had beat the Orange. We put we had that episode. And then the following mm-hmm. week, we played against the Crawlers. So, yes. So, the Crawlers in St. Pete. That's the game. Yeah. So, I mean, both uh, both me and you, um, from what I understand, we're not able to make that game. And we went down to St. Pete, pretty short-staffed. And... Crawlers had added their their Avenger squad and added some other key pieces. Some players that were supposed to be with us that you know gave their their signature and everything like that ended up switching sides on us and playing with the uh, the Crawlers jumping ship, you know, ring chasing. So that's pretty much who the Crawlers showed up with. <laughs> okay, guy, I got you, Joey. I see what kind of I see what time you're on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, that game, we went out there shirt staff. It wasn't just you. It was, again, this is not to make excuses. You know, you wear your, your ghost jersey, you show out there to play, and, you know, a loss is a loss. But um, I, you were out of the country, or out of the continental country. <laughs> um, you're out of the continental country. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. Anyway, you're out of the continental country. Um, I was actually out with an injury. Um, I believe Gene Jenkins didn't play that game as well. I don't believe Devontae played that game either. Um, I know we just had some key pieces missing. I know at least um, us three, for sure, I know weren't at that game. Um, yeah. And then it was. You know, more- and bottom, bottom line, you know, we showed up with uh, one lineman as well. Yeah, we're um, missing yeah. our running back, but you know we're not we're not gonna make any excuses because that's not the team that we were. Are we showed up? Everybody that they showed up, you know, we we got our ass kicked, and we have to kind of rebound and regroup, and we were able to see what uh what pieces that they had added, and kind of a little bit more of a finished look. But from what we're hearing, they still have some other players that will actually be playing this upcoming Sunday, so we'll see what they uh they come out with. No, for sure. So that's also, and I said tomorrow earlier. I don't know why I thought we were recording on a Saturday. Um, yes, they do still have some players to um, see if they de- debut this Sunday. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But I, like you said, there's no excuses. We went out there. Like I said, everyone, you put on a Ghost jersey. You are representing Orlando Ghost. You went out there and played. They brought their, you know, their guys out there. We rolled our guys out there, and, and they were the better team that day. So um, it was... The score was lopsided. I believe we didn't, we weren't able to finish the. I think the refs called the game, um, but our guys fought to the very end, and that's you know where they will always get my respect for. These guys going out there to compete and not giving up until you know the very end. And you know though they didn't get to decide when the very end was, um, there was no quitting our guys. So um, that was that game for sure. Um, Any and unfortunately. I hate to say it, there was no film for that game. Um, so we just went off um, the, you know, guys' recollection and, and what happened there. Wait, there wasn't film for that game? I thought things were supposed to change this year for the uh, the division and we were supposed to have this great film. I mean, yeah, that's what we were supposed to get and that's not what we got. So, yeah, no, no film whatsoever for that game. So there's not much we can even learn. From that, it's kind of just one of those losses where you just got to sit there and stew in until you get to play again. Um, but unfortunately, there's no, no no learning lesson when you don't have, you know, the film to learn and break down. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, if I was playing in that game, and uh, I, I don't think I would want uh, there to be film on it either. I see. <laughs> That's where that's where we defer. I, even when I'm like laying an egg, I definitely want to see it because I don't want to want to learn from my mistakes. I want to learn what I did wrong. I want to learn where to improve. But I get what you're saying. When it's a stinker, you just sometimes don't even want to see it. But yeah, so we throw under the rug and move on. So we'll go on to the next um, next week's game, uh, which was us versus the sorry us as in the. No ghost versus the O Town Orange for the second time, uh, and let's break down that game. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was definitely an interesting game. Um, 
We uh, we're, we're playing catch up for most of the game, you know. The shout out to the Orange and D Lane. They went out and well, he was on the roster the whole time. That was just his first team, first game. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rico Rico Holmes. That's uh, I would say that was their biggest addition over the season. Um, he came out. You know, they put six right up on the board right off the kickoff, and after that, we were playing uh playing catch up after a three and out we chose a punt he returned another one and then i threw a pick on some miscommunication that led to uh being down 21 six or 21 nothing and then pretty much we were playing catch up the whole entire game we had it to i believe i think it was 13 to 32 so within a couple scores brought it to 18 to 32 and then just kind of fell apart from there we just didn't have enough time yeah, essentially, um, we spotted him 28 points to start the game. Um, we had the, the two return kicks. Then there was a fumble on yes. a throw-off that was returned again by Rico. So Rico himself scored 21 points in the first quarter um, just off the two returns and the fumble recovery. He didn't cause the fumble, but he scooped it and scored it. Um, or I believe did he caused it. No. I think he caused it and then recovered it as well. But either way, um, so him alone had the 20, 21 himself, and then he scored again later on in the game. So 28 of the 40-something they, I believe they ended up with, was all from one player. Um, and the takeaway for the Orlando Ghosts, I would say, would be the fact that they scored 21 in the first, or 28 in the first quarter, and only ended up with 40 points. There was a long stretch um, in the middle of the game where they stopped putting him at return and they stopped scoring. As a matter of fact, no, he scored again. So he scored three returns. He had 21 points on returns. Because mm-hmm. then they put him back out there again, and that's kind of what jump-started the um, – well, what, that's what ended the comeback, essentially. That's when the comeback slowed down um, until you found me on the touchdown late in the third, I believe it was. Or early in the fourth. It was either late in the third or early in the fourth when you, you found me in the back of the end zone. Um, and that was our last score. Um, but yes, like like you said, they made some good additions. Rico was definitely the key uh, key piece with them coming up, with him coming over and um, showing out the way that he did. Uh, they brought over some other guys as well. Um, I don't know who that big guy was. That was... <laughs> That was a big guy they brought out there. Um, they had a couple. Are you of... talking the dude, the dude with the dreads? He with the locks, yeah. Yeah, he he played with the A team last year. Okay. Yeah. And so was... and just brought him over on the merge. Okay, and then there was another one, and then Dwayne. Yep. As well, who, who knows? Is that Never one? mind. <laughs> so we hadn't seen him since season one, or what? Did he didn't play last season? I don't feel like no. That. He didn't. He didn't play last season. Yeah. So he, we hadn't seen him since season one. Um, he came out there. Shit! And... I didn't. I didn't see him on the roster. <laughs> Go on, Joe. <laughs> so um, he came out there and he made a couple, of, like a lot of key tackles. So they played a very, very good game um, with those those players that that came and showed out. Um, but with Rico again scoring twenty eight of those points. Oh, three. 21 of them on returns, and I think he got loose on a post route um, in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
but that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they, you know, that guy came out there. He he made an impact for sure. Um, the other key pieces were able to slow down um, our offense for a bit until we got um, rolling. And once we got rolling, I feel like once that first quarter, you know, got over, and once they called the quarter, once the second quarter hit, and then our offense started to churn out yards, and then we were able to put up points and start to slowly crawl back into the game. Um, and then again, once they put Rico back there at return again, and he returned that kick and kind of like slowed down the comeback, and we truly felt like we ran out of it was like we ran out of time because we were still scoring into early in the fourth. Yeah, uh, you know, I I really think that we beat ourselves um, not preparing properly. I don't necessarily think that they beat us. It's just going to be a lot more proper, you know, game planning and preparation, knowing exactly what they have now, and we get another crack at them at the uh, the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, we missed something, so we skipped over to that game. So we missed um, the big news um, that kind of has to do with the entire league, but. Um also here in Florida, um, so we knew that there was what has always been a rule in the A7, to my knowledge, um, but the problem that we had in Florida specifically was the logistics of it. So players are allowed to be traded. Players are allowed to go to other teams if they are cut from the roster. You can't just say, oh, I'm not playing anymore for you or just go to play for someone else. You have to be released by your team. Uh, to play within the same season for two organizations. Now, there's supposed to be a cutoff date, um, but due to us having only a four-game season, um, I believe there was no cutoff. Um, so, to my knowledge, trades have always been a thing. If you have a jersey for the person, then by all means, once the you know jersey became mandatory before, if my team color was purple, you go to your local TV, uh, TV t-shirt shop and Get whatever color shirt that is. Go to Walmart, go somewhere. Uh, Hobby Lobby, go get the colored shirt. But once the league, you know, obviously legitimized some more, um, and they were cracking down on that, and they wanted guys to look uniform. If you have a uniform for somebody, by all means, you're allowed to do so. Um, here in Florida, teams didn't have spares because you got your jersey through registration, and they weren't giving teams any blank uniforms. This year, we did. So we had literally the means for someone to be traded to another team and have a full uniform still. So, with that being said, um, go ahead, Joey. What's that? <laughs> I was saying you go ahead. So, with that being said, you know, we cuts and trades were made. Oh, yeah. We uh, we traded our boy uh, Austin Pasquale over to the, uh, the O-Town Orange in return for our boy Honcho. Straight up, no cash considerations or future first round or second round picks. I would say it was like uh, it was like draft day in real life. <laughs> Our GM, they're swindling. That wasn't a swindle. That was not huh? a swindle. That was the even exchange, given the circumstances of growth players. Okay, so that's my GM voice. Um, but yeah, so the trade was made um, that benefited both squads. Uh, I won't, uh, I won't dig into what happens further on from there, but the trade was made, um, uh, as we spoke about when we had Hancho on the podcast before, if you want to go back and listen to our conversation with Hancho, 
Um, he had a suspension to, that he had to uh, serve out. So this is the only place where I would have my, um, I guess my slight annoyance is how the Ghosts are a little bit more the accommodating team in the league. And um, that doesn't get, that's why I don't like the, the bad reputation that the Ghosts have sometimes, or get sometimes, or bad rap. Um, because the Ghosts are very accommodating. So I know in this instance, he was supposed to serve out his two-game suspension, which was the first week against the uh, Crawlers, because he was on the, on the Orange. And then the second was when the Old Town Orange fit, played the Ghosts. Now, he came all the way from where he lived. He was in uniform. He was there at the game, not supposed to play against us. We said, you know what? Let him play. It's fine. Right? So, technically, that whole first game, they played with an ineligible player. But we didn't make any fuss about it. If we had lost that game, still wouldn't have said nothing about it. So then, once we acquire Hancho. They then tell us, no, he needs to sit out. Um, he cannot, he has to sit out the Nightcrawlers game. He cannot sit, um, yeah, he has to sit out the Nightcrawlers game. Because that's the very next game. They said, no, I'm sorry, they said, no, he cannot sit out the Nightcrawlers game. He has to sit out against the Orange. So why? That's the very next game for him. He's technically supposed to have finished his, his, uh, his suspension. But fine. Whatever. Then they say, you know, he, he can play against the Crawlers, but he cannot play against the Orange. I'm going to say, I'm going to be the messy one. From my sources, that it came from, and I won't, it's not Lane. So, I'm going to say that because I got a good, you know, relationship with that guy. It's not from Lane. But... Kevin, Kevin explosive. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Joey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that there was a lot of complaining and a lot of whining about Hancho playing against the Orange. Oh, he shouldn't be playing against us. They don't want, we don't want him to play. We don't want him to play. But on the message boards, sorry, well, on the group page, how old school with the message boards, on the Facebook page, oh, we'll see you next week. Hope to see you. Hope to see you. Knowing damn well you weren't going to see him because you've been bitching and complaining that he shouldn't play against you guys. So he came play he went out, played against the crawlers, and he could not play in that second orange game. Yeah, it, it it was buyer's remorse and then they tried to get behind what they say and realized he would have fucking shredded up their defense, would have shredded up their offense with him playing on defense, and they didn't want to see that happen. So they wanted to come with their nice little squad and didn't want to get fucking O two'd against us and get all their new players discouraged and then what would you have known they would have wanted to come and join him. It is what it is. But you know what? We're going to have him for the next fucking playoff game. And they can bitch and moan all they want. But he's coming and we're coming. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I just wanted like, to make that known. Like I just don't like how the ghosts are a little bit more accommodating. And do what's best for business always. And kind of, you know, just get shitted on for it. Because technically we should have had been running the clock. And honestly, there was a bunch of players that shouldn't have played because they weren't in uniform. That second orange game, they showed up hella late. They didn't have uniform. They didn't have everyone's uniforms. There was players missing. We waited for them. Can you imagine that? Rather than starting on time, with them only being allowed to play with six players, we could have played six on seven to start until they got there. We waited about an hour, thirty, thirty, forty-five minutes, almost an hour, waited for their players to get there. 
so that we can play a fair game. But that's neither here nor there. So we'll leave that alone. So that's basically um, about it. Did you have anything else to catch up from those two games that we missed? No, I think uh, I think we're about caught caught back up, um, and we are heading into the weekend. And the Nightcrawlers will be playing the Orange, and that will finish out everybody's season. And then we add in the playoffs. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, Tampa does not have to travel, um, but with the, a lot of um, the additions that the Orange have made, uh, a lot of those guys do live in Tampa in the Tampa area. Let's say that not directly in Tampa. Um, but they live in the Tampa area, so they won't have to worry as much about the um, the travel. Because I think a lot of their um, either bench players or guys that really suck on their team, they live in Orlando, so they're the ones that have to travel. So who knows how that's going to affect them? But um, they have those two those two teams playing against each other with their revamped offense uh, rosters. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, what that matchup looks like. So hopefully we're able to see it because they'll actually be filmed. Yeah, and uh, shout out to the Orange. They uh, they actually have, I believe, the A7FL's first cheerleader on their squad. Oh, no, they do. They... Mr. Zay Scott. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> and they also have the, very number, the number one super fan of the A7FL Florida division. A guy that, you know, that? That, a guy that retired from the league but watches, you know, he listens to every podcast. So shout out to him for listening to the parlay. And, um, Who's that? Uh, is that Mr. Uh, Steven Walters? He, he played in our in our league? Briefly. He had a very brief career um, of, getting, oh. of getting pancakes, getting ran around. I think he has a career high of one sack in, in two seasons. Um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I, I guess a uh, shout-out to that fan. Um, thanks for being a, uh, a supporter of the Ghost and of the A7FL. And catch us, you know, weekly on our podcast, every other week, whatever it may be, however we're dropping it. Um, I guess as long as we win, we'll drop the podcast, right? <laughs> Basically. Uh, this is a very spicy podcast, Joe. It's supposed to be one of us and one of the other, not both of us. <laughs> we had a lot to get off our, get off our chest, but... Um... This is our opportunity to parlay and get it off our chest, just like we let our guests do it. So, again, any player in the A7FL division or any other division of the A7FL, if you want to be on the parlay, uh, on the par- <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to be on the parlay, just hit up either Joey or I or our Instagram page, which is the parlay underscore podcast on Instagram, and DM us there, and we'll get you scheduled in on the show because we love to get guys on here and um, parlay. So, Woody, getting into my question of where we are in the season, kind of what what's happened so far. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, year 3 for the Florida Division, how would you rate the season so far? 1 being absolute dog shit, 10 being the promises that were made in order to get us to where we need to be, were, were followed through on. Um, as far as a regular season is concerned our regular season has been at maybe a two and that's rating high um compared to the other seasons i think that um the inconsistency with the film the step back in the field where we can't really even accommodate fans um the fact that we're again down to three well this is the lowest amount of teams in our division because even before at least we had the ohio teams 
And as you know, shitty as that was, at least we had a five-team division. Now we're down to just three teams. Um, yeah, it's just this has really been a, a, a bad regular season altogether. Um, not to to be the positive patty that I am. Not to say that it can't get better. It's just these promises need to be made. These tweaks need to be made. I'll always keep saying it. We need a fall. Hopefully this offseason we can get that uh, across state game uh, and get that well done, which I believe in Derek Duncan. I feel like we can definitely work something out and get something going. Um, but yeah, two. And that's a high. That's me grading on my positive patty curve. Oh. I, I figured you were you I didn't think that you were gonna give him that look. I'm actually very, very surprised on that. It's been bad, bro. But honestly I think it's a very honest answer and it, it just kinda of shows where we're at as a division so far. You know, it's it's rough. It's really rough. Like I said, losing that ven losing our good venues, this is easily like that's the field we practice on. So aesthetically like I mean it's turf, it's not like dirty, there's no potholes, you know, so it's it's manageable, but again, as far as for atmosphere, for feel, it doesn't have the same feel feel as a Windermere or as a Lake Brantley. Like those were two great spots we have, and now we're playing at Northeast Regional. Like you know, that's a step back. I can't not say that's not a step back. Um, even before, like we would have film for every game, even if it was just somebody else recording it, we would have film. We have nothing on two of the four games. You know, like, we have nothing. And the only thing we had for our game against the Orange was a highlight clip. And then both of them. And the second one was shorter than the first one. Nope. There was no complete play on any of their, of the highlights that they showed in the second one. I mean, the most film that we got is from Flacco, and that was from him being on Facebook Live on the sideline. Yeah, well, technically, week, I would say week one. Week one against the Crawlers was the most film that we had because it was the entire game. And it was commentators and, you know, stuff like that. But Yeah, was, yeah. After, yeah, I guess you're right. After week one, you've been downhill. Downhill ever since then. So, I mean, it's just really rough um, between not having that, not having the fields. I mean, what I, I think our jerseys were late week one, you know, like it's – it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Only having three teams, so I, I can't. Like, even if I want to sit there and be Mr. Pat positive, it's it's hard to do so. And I and I hate for it to come at the expense of the great season that the Nightcrawlers are having. Because the Nightcrawlers have shown that they are able to, even with their roster not being fully where it was, able to show out and compete. Yeah, and I'll say one thing. Um, you know, they've talked about Florida coming for a while. They think that we might be here. They think that we might be a couple of years out. But honestly, this year, I really hope whoever comes out of Florida goes and wins the whole fucking thing. Reason being is that everyone else is going to say, well, where do these guys come from? We haven't seen any film on them or anything like that. And hopefully, you know, we thought last year, you know, it would light a, a fire underneath the league and say, okay, Florida's legit. Let's actually invest some money into them. Let's let's get some things going down there. Well, they won't have any excuses not to start investing, start to start pumping some funds down here and actually looking for an odor down here if whoever wins the Florida division goes up there and wins the whole thing. That will definitely be um, 
don't know the phrase I'm looking for, but that would be huge. That would definitely throw a monkey wrench into plans. When I was on RTU, um, I definitely I said that as well. I feel like the matchup that they don't want, they wouldn't want Ohio versus Florida. I'm again. This is just me saying that's the worst case scenario for the league. Those are the two divisions that have the least amount of money. Granted, Ohio has a way better field than we do, but um, I know it's Ohio versus for the brackets in the Final Four. Once every division winner is out there, it'll be the division winner of Vegas versus the division winner of Ohio. Um, then the winner of that goes to the championship game in Vegas, and then after that will be the winner from uh, the Northeast Division versus the winner, the yes, the division winner from Florida. So that's why a lot of people have been saying, oh, uh, Vegas gets an automatic bid to the championship. No, it's not an automatic bid. They're just counting Ohio out. Um, and just yeah. Saying, so, which, by all accounts, it seems like it's going to be the chaos versus the Insomniacs, if you ask me, um, which should be a very good game. Uh, it won't be a cakewalk for either team. I feel like that's going to be a heavyweight fight. And, um, yeah, whoever comes out of Florida going against the Northeast champion, which I weaseled my way out of giving a prediction on RTU um, and ended up just starting a whole debate on the show. But, yes, if the Florida winner can go ahead and shock the world and um, open up, shock the world, open the eyes of the rest of the, uh, the league and make it to the championship game, let alone win it, man, that'll be a monkey wrench in the plans for sure. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, what we finally need to get what we need down here because I, I think, I believe I said it on the show before, I think this is a make or break it season for the Florida division especially. I think if there aren't any improvements made going into season four. I think the, uh, the division is going to flop, honestly. Um, I can see it down here. Players are losing interest already. Um, there's no more hype. We've lost all the fans. And just overall morale has just kind of dropped. That's where, okay. See, this is where I go back to being a positive beat. That's where we differ. Um, I do feel there are player morale. I feel like it's a lot of year one players' morale may be dipping lower. But I see the guys that are coming in new. And falling in the, in love with the and with the brand of football, I think that that's kind of going to then buy them some time. I think that now that the crawlers have added who they've added and they've obviously tapped into the semi pro market, so has the O Town Orange, and technically so has the Ghosts. So I think now that we're tapping into that different uh, talent pool, I think. Where I agree with you about it's make it or break it. It's we need something this offseason while semi-pro is in their offseason to get guys in the door so that when the season comes rolling around for spring, these guys want to come play on Sundays after playing on Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? Or instead of playing on Saturdays at all, come play on Sundays. So I think it's there. Um, I think the league, well, sorry. The teams, so shout out to everyone who's done the recruiting, has bought the division at least another season or two uh, beyond next season before anything like you're saying will happen. That's just where we differ right there. Yeah, 
And uh, I think that's a good input by you. And I guess, you know, only time will tell and we'll actually see what happens. Hope, you know, I don't want to be negative about it. I hope that games get fixed out here. Guys show up. They get registered early next year and we're able to grow the division. Because I see a lot of potential from, you know, year one, year two players and some of the vets from, you know, the very beginning that, you know, still have that fire underneath them. I would hate to see that die out. It's such a hotbed for Florida. I mean, for football, like, this is, honestly, for that to happen before we even get to Jacksonville is a travesty. So I feel like we definitely need um, those things to happen. And I just, I believe they will. I'm going to hold out hope for a little bit longer um, that things will get better. Um, but they need to happen. There is no more, oh, waiting to know. It's year after the season. It's going to be season four. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, enough is enough at this point in time. Um, so I definitely have that uh, a little bit of optimism, optimism still holding on. For, uh, holding on. Uh, so like you were saying, after this week, after the season finale, O-Town versus um, the Tampa Nightcrawlers, we go into playoffs, which will be um, – the, to my knowledge, number one seed will get a bye, and the two and three seed play each other. So that should be us in the orange, because um, I believe they have two losses. They would only be yeah. So it would only be one. Even if or if O Town beats the Crawlers, they will have one loss. Whereas O Town will still have two losses, and. Um, yeah, so by all means, the outcome of this game really doesn't affect the playoff standings. So regardless, we're playing the O-Town Orange in the playoffs. And then the winner then plays uh, Tampa for the championship. So I got two quick questions for you, Woody. I'm ramble them off. Uh, what's your prediction for the O-Town Orange and the Nightcrawlers this upcoming game? Got to go with the champs. All right. Uh, give, me, give me a point spread here. I don't know. Um... I'm really bad with spreads and predictions like that. I've always weasel my way out of them because I don't know. Um, with, the, I, with the additions of the teams, so, I feel like it's going to be yeah, a close game. I think that um, it'll be a close game for longer than it was a close game last time. Again, because we don't know who's traveling, who's making it, um, I will say no more than two touchdowns. I will say, what? You think it's going to be a two-touchdown game? I'm saying 60-20 to 20 on that colors. Okay, that's it. And then my second question is, is give me, I don't mean to put you on the spot here. Uh, let's see if you can ramble off a top 10 right now. Let's see it. Top 10. Um, number 10. Oh, yep, you got me. Um, I can give you a top five. Okay. okay. Top 10. I think um, number one, I got to put the... <sighs> This is where I, this is where I weasel my way out of it in um on RTU. Um, I'm stuck between putting the U and BIC there at number one. Um, I feel like I have to put the U there because of how they played against BIC head to head, but I'm still believing in BIC. Um, oh, that's rough. You killed me, bro. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, so I'll sit there. I'll put Patterson U at number one. I'll put, yeah, I'll put the U there. I, I can, I got to. 
Um, they'll be number one. I'll put BIC at number two. I have the Insomniacs at three. Um, I'll put the the is it the Watchmen? Watchmen at four. The Animals at five. The Chaos at six. Um, what's that orange team in Vegas? Sick with it. Sick with it. I'll put them next. Then I will put... Ooh, I left the crawlers out somewhere. No, I think you put them at seven. Did or I? six. Okay, I put, so them right after, I put them right after the Watchmen. Yep. So wherever the Watchmen in, they're right after the Watchmen. So it's... And then I said BIC... No, no, I said Patterson, BIC, Insomniacs, Watchmen, Animals, Crawlers, Chaos, Sick Witted. Um, what's that team that's like teal? They're in Vegas. That's teal in Vegas? Are you talking about the Force? No, 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 no. They're blue. They're red, red, blue. Um, they had that one tall dreadlock. Are you? You're not talking about the kryptonite. There you go, kryptonite. Kryptonite. That's what it is. Kryptonite. Bro, that's like green. Oh, sorry. I'm bad with my colors. Um, and lastly, I haven't liked how the renegade has looked, but I feel like I want to put the renegade down if I'm doing a top ten. If I was gonna do a sprinkle of top ten. So yeah, let's put let's put okay. the renegade. Let's put the renegade there. Okay. Yeah, you definitely put me on the spot. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. I know I may have ruffled some feathers, but hey, it is what it is. Okay. I like it. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's still tough at the top. It's tough. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's very interchangeable, um, at the top. And honestly, a lot of the, a lot of the guys, they have Insomniacs at one, and they're playing against that Vegas division. And from what I've heard, the caliber of players that they do have on the team, I did not know that they had that high level of players, but this is the A7FL division one athletes have come here and haven't been shit, um, in this style. So you know, any day of the week, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the, the Jersey Baltimore teams any day of the week because they've been doing this for the past decade. They know the style. They they have the team chemistry. So I mean, I would put you know the Insomniacs round. I would probably say four below um, BSC, you and the Watchmen. Okay. So that was our flop. That was the one that we flip flopped on. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. That's not a, that's not a bad assessment. I see why you you would do that as well. Um, just it's strength to schedule kind of thing, like you said, um, and who they're playing. So I, I get it. I respect it. So anything else you got for this week, man? No, man. I think uh, I think we're all caught up. You know, we talked our shit, um, yes, said what we wanted to say, and hopefully we'll run a bye week, so we probably won't be dropping another one. Um, but whenever we get that next dub, you know. We'll be sure to drop the next podcast. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we're able to get another guest on and we can drop another podcast. Um, 
during this bye week for us. Um, especially one of the uh, for somebody from one of the other two teams that are playing um, this last in the season finale. Um, we'll try and get somebody on uh, for you guys, for the listeners. Really do appreciate y'all for listening. Um, again, this is the parlay. I am Woody. That is Joey. The we come out. <laughs> we try to come out weekly, uh, sometimes bi-weekly. You can always find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you go to Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. If you leave us four stars, like my man Bumani Jones says, I am inclined to believe that you are a hater. So please do not be a hater and leave a five-star review for the podcast that has Joey, Joseph, a.k.a. Vanilla Vic himself, and me, myself, Woody Charles, here for the parlay. Thank you, guys, and we out. And by the way, Corey Hammond, Joey still hasn't got his fucking shirt. You know, I was I was gonna let that go, but thanks thanks for having my back, Woody. No, it's all right. He's busy getting his head beat in every week, playing for whoever he's playing for. Who's gonna have to first? Am I gonna get a shirt or is he gonna get a uh, a win? Ooh, Joseph. <laughs> all right, we out.